it's prayer time. And I'm reminded of the scripture, Psalm 34 and 4, where it says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Seems to be the topic of the, the hot topic, fear. But he delivered me from them all, because I sought him with all my heart.
sometimes when you get a credit card or something, uh, some other credit, you might default sometimes. Mm -hmm. That means that you obligated to take care of uh -huh. your business. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. But then you don't, for some reason or another, you 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 fail to take care of your business and you default on it. But we still got victory even though we default. So we want to go ahead on and realize that in this world that we live in, sometimes it can be very cruel and kill our dreams, destroy our inspirations, and most of all, separate us from God yeah. by the world will, how many of y'all know the world will tempt you? <laughs> it will tempt you to believe that sin is okay. The world wants to use the word of God oftentimes as a reason as well as an excuse to sin. And they give you scripture too. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then you look at Ephesians 2 and 5. It says, Even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with yes, Christ. Yes, yes. Then in parentheses it said, by grace ye are saved. Yes. yes, the world is right. God does give grace, mm -hmm. but that don't mean that he give us a reason to become compulsive sinners. Uh -huh. Or somebody might say a sin addict. Some people live as if there is no God. And it's a dangerous commentary to believe you can't exist. You can't exist without God. And you know what's so sad? Some people even have children. And they fail to allow them accessibility to gain knowledge of knowing Jesus. Children end up following in their parents' footsteps and then they emulate them. But you know children watch us and they do what we do. Uh, parents don't attend church. They don't study the word of God. They don't have a consistent prayer life. And then we wonder why the world is so chaotic with children killing their parents and robbing and stealing. Yeah, they need Jesus in the house. Until we put Jesus back 
in the schools and homes, our children and society will suffer. Children grow up to be just like the parents. Grow up to be reckless and abandonment without knowledge or relationship with Jesus. Everyone needs a relationship with the Lord. As well as an opportunity to make their own choices. To either accept him or reject him. So I'm glad that I was given the opportunity. My parents accepted Jesus and they taught us about Jesus and we were able to make our choice. So they introduced Jesus to us at an early age. And now I had a mindset oftentimes just like Joshua. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So we have a choice in the matter. So victory by default means that we are victorious in spite of not fulfilling our obligation. To God and his valued creation. Yeah, we devoted, we defaulted on a contract between God and it was due to sin. So now we have a responsibility to God for providing for us, protecting us, promising us. Yeah. And most of all, putting up with us. Right. Right. But we slack. Yeah, we slack. We defaulted. But we still obligated to God to receive victory in spite of our ignorance because of his unfeigned love for us. So default is failure to do something required by duty or law. Mm. So we have uh, defaulted. But that don't mean it's the end. We still victorious. This lesson this morning makes us aware over in 1 John, it was talking about beware of false prophets all right, all right. whom have gone out into the world spreading lies concerning the hope that we have in our mission, in our ministry, and to our master. Yeah. So that lets us know that we are indebted and obligated to God. Right. And our obligation comes from being able to separate truth from untruth. That's right. And the way we separate truth from untruth, you got to know the word of God. That's right. You got to know the truth. If you don't study, you'll never know the truth. That's right. 
I can tell you a lie. But you'll think it's the truth. And them false prophets, they will tell you a lie. Just to get you thrown off track. So we got to be able to study the word of God to know the truth. And also it behooves us to be able to discern gospel fact from fiction. So if it's because your interpretation contradicts, if your if your interpretation contradicts the scripture, it's false. Lacking God's truth. Can I say that again? If your interpretation contradicts the scripture, it's false teaching. Lacking God's truth. Sin is nothing more or less than sin. There ain't no in between sin. And if you didn't know it, God hates sin. He don't hate the sinner, but he hates the sin. Uh, and do you not know or do you know that sin has an expiration date? Uh, talk. What is it? Yeah, talk sin has an expiration date. Uh, we look at Second Peter. Three and nine and three and ten. Okay. <clears throat> Says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. That's right. And some men count slackness, yeah. but is long suffering to us with it. That's right. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's right. 10 says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Yeah. That's an expiration day. Yeah. In thee which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Yeah. And also Revelation 2, 20 and 12 says, John said, I saw the dead small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. Yeah. All right. And another book was open, which is the book of life. Yes. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So that's an expiration date. So we got to realize that sin has an expiration date. You can continue to sin and do all that you want to do, but sooner or later, we got the, the world said, pay the piper. That's right. But we got the answer to God. We must believe that what God says do, we need to do it. And also what God says don't do, we need to leave it alone. When God says without faith it's impossible to please him, 
That's what he means. God always says what he means, and then he means what he says. We must believe the word of God because Jesus will return one day, and don't let him catch you with your work undone. So we are indebted to separate from the world. So we have defaulted, so we have got to we indebted to separate from the world. And not only are we indebted to separate from the world, we indebted to the Spirit of God. That's right. I heard many people testify about the goodness of God. Come on now. And I know you have too. God is loving kindness. He allows us time to tell our story of his goodness and his glory as well as how he spared our lives. And uh, the world will fool you. The world will have you so tangled up in the glitter and glamour of it. It'll mess you up. You can think sometimes you got the world by the tail, but later on you find out the world had you by the tail. <laughs> but I want to tell somebody today, everything glitter is not gold. Everything sparkling is not down. That smile in your face is not your friend. That's someone that I want to recommend you to recommend you to. He's sticking closer than a brother. Yeah. And his name is Jesus. Uh, everyone that said they've been sent, you got to be well. Some folks sit in their own cell. Somebody didn't hear me. Everyone that say they've been sent, Beware. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of them sent their own self. Yeah. And you know how you can tell? Come on, Reverend. When somebody said they've been changed, but then they still act in the same way. Same. Doing the same thing. Yeah, talk, Drinking the same stuff. Oh. Smoking the same stuff. Going to the same place, raising the same hell. Y'all don't hear me? So beware. If you've been sent by God, there's got to be a change in you. Because you're indebted by the Spirit of God, and what's inside of you going to show up. On the outside. If God is on the inside, hell ain't going to show up on the outside. Yeah. Y'all don't hear me today. Uh-huh. And then some folks. 
They don't get the opportunity to confess how good God is. Yeah. Because they fail to seize the opportunity while they can. Because sin took them farther than they wanted to go and kept them longer than they wanted to stay. So when we live as there is no God, we live a defeated life instead of living the best life that God has for us. So we not only indebted to separate from the world and indebted to the spirit of God, but we are also indebted in our service to love. Because being indebted to love is because God is love. Even when we struggle sometimes with our wealth, our health, our marriages, our relationships, we can struggle with our family as well as our folks. But we can be assured that we are not on this journey alone. But if we trust God and never doubt, we can make it. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. So I find that the most important word in Romans 8, 28 is the word love. Mm. Love God. Yes. Because we learn from pastor teaching that in order to be a better relationship, we've got to lay a foundation of love. When we can dif differentiate the different types of love, we can love with a sense of godly love instead of carnal love. Most married couples are familiar with love. And even though they think they married. Because love is what caused them to make the decision to unite. So we must know the different kinds of love. Married couples, love is known in the Greek as eros, yeah. yes. mm -hmm. which is sexual love that is designed for only husbands and wives. They consist of a male and a female, not a male and a male, not even a female and a female. Like God's example of Adam and Eve. Not Billy and Steve. The world will mess us up. And we try to emulate its value system. With same sex marriage. But God didn't design it to be that way. But right now we want to focus on victory by default. Yeah. God's ordination of marriage is sanctioned by him. Yeah. 
And it's abomination unto God for man to change his principles of marriage. Yeah. Hebrews 7, 16 says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. That's right. yes. But it is not subject to the law of God. Right. Carnality is the enemy of God. Yes. The next love is phileo. That's right. Phileo is a word we get. Philadelphia, brotherly love. Brotherly love, right. From which is love between siblings. Yes. Brothers and sisters. Yes. This is a friendship type of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jonathan had with David. That's right. And then we got a third love. I try not to keep you too long. Called Storge. Yeah. That's right. It's a family love. Yeah. Which is love between parents and their children. All right. But most of all. Most of all. That's it. Yes. It's his last love. Yeah. 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 Agape love. Yeah. Agape love is that love which is enduring love. Yeah. Which is that sacrificial love. Yeah. That will do anything yeah. for the one that is love. Yeah. That is the love that God has for us. When he gave his only begotten son. That we might have a right. To the tree of life. We need to strive today. And love God in the same manner. Because he told us if we love and keep his commandments, yeah. we should strive to be more like Jesus. Yeah. And then the world will know that we are his children. Yeah. Because we have victory by default. To be victorious by default is an oxymoron. Victory is that you have overcome and are victorious. But default means that you have failed to fulfill your obligation. Especially to repay a loan in the world or appear in a court of law. But this default yeah. we talking about is a spiritual default. Yeah. So we are indebted to separate from the world. Yeah. Indebted to the spirit of God. Indebted in our service to love. But also we indebted to overcome the world. So let us get a glimpse of 1st John, the 4th chapter and the 4th verse.
are of God. Yes, sir. Little children. Little children. So God is telling us that we have a family relationship. I heard Sister Kim say a few minutes ago that she wants her family back. y'all want your family back in order for us to get our family back first thing we got to do is get God back when you get the head back the tail will follow God back in the family. When we get God back in the house, when we get God back in our hearts, we find out that the family will come back because we have love one for another. So we found out in this little lesson today Greater is in me than he that's in the world. Greater is in you than he that's in the world. We find out that we got something that's valuable to us. When we discover what is in us, then we can find out how to handle everything else. A lot of times we don't know what's inside of us. God has made deposits all over the world. You got one. I got one. All of God's children got one. When you got the spirit of God down on the inside, it will show up on the outside. That's why it's greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And that lets me know that the spirit is intelligent. The spirit not going to mistreat nobody. The spirit won't let you mistreat nobody. But you've got to feed the spirit. The spirit has to be fed daily. Just like God renews his grace daily. Your spirit has to be renewed every time you look up. And if you go too long with your spirit being malnutritious, you will lose something. Just like if you go without eating food, you will lose weight. But when you go without the spirit being nourished, you will lose faith. Oh, long. Y'all don't like me now. But I'm going to preach anyhow.
need God. A lot of folks say God don't need us, but that is a lie. God needs us to spread his word. God needs us to spread his love. God needs us to encourage one another. Oh, Lord. I'm beginning to feel pretty good right now. Because it's good to know that God needs you. But God wants you to come correct. God wants you to pay your debt. Because we are indebted to him. Yeah. We are indebted to God. We should love one another. As God has loved us. Yeah. So by this, they should know that we belong to God. If you love one another, it shows who you're related to. It shows who you're connected to. It shows that God is your father and you are his child. So John is telling us that we must have a discerning spirit for truth. And don't be like Cain and Abel. Cain was wicked and slew his brother Abel. And his brother was righteous. And had Cain loved his brother and not hated him, love would have been victorious in their relationship. And the outcome would have been different. John 1 says, Yeah, ye are God's children and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. So John was an eyewitness. And he had the opportunity to be with Jesus while Jesus talked. John was one of the Zebedee boys whose mother asked Jesus, could my son sit on the throne with me? Could one sit on the right and the other sit on the left? Y'all remember them boys? James and John. Well, John penned this writing. He wrote 1 John. You can look at how he introduced his writing. It wasn't like Apostle Paul, Peter, or James. It was just like him. And that lets me know today. That God can use you and what you have to bring to the table. You ain't got to be like nobody else. Ain't that right? And I want to ask you one question today. If we indebted to overcome, why are we so fearful? 
we obtain and represent more of his righteousness. And our lifestyle is demonstrated because the fact of the matter is that we are walking in the light instead of the darkness. When we walk in the light, even the devil can recognize it. And then he goes on attack. Try to get us to quit or slack by enticing us to do what we used to do. To love the way we used to love. But when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that means that no more gambling, no more drinking, no more backbiting, no more lying, no more cheating, no more chasing women, no more chasing men. Whatever we desire to do, but thanks be to God for his redemption. Thanks be to God for his deliverance. And now we can operate in the spirit. In the spirit of love instead of hate. In the spirit of joy instead of misery. In the spirit of peace instead of turmoil. In the spirit of long suffering instead of giving up on somebody too quick. In the spirit of gentleness instead of evilness. In the spirit of goodness instead of weakness. In the spirit of faith instead of faithfulness. Y'all don't hear me? My desire today is to show us that we have victory by default because Satan's motive is and had been to disqualify us from attaining our reward that God has for us. We've got to stop letting the devil disqualify us when God has already qualified us. Can I say it one more time? got to stop letting the devil disqualify us when God has already qualified us. we got to run on and see what the end going to be. So we have victory by default. Because when you realize What's down on the inside? We are victorious. Victorious. We are victors instead of victims. The world has limitations, but God is unlimited. God is all power. Yeah. When the world is limited, that's the default. When God is unlimited, that's victory. When we tell God that I can't, when God says you can, God's word states that I 
all things yeah. through Christ who strengthens me. We have not because we ask not. When we fail to acknowledge that there is no failure in God, we defeat ourselves. Because we fail to realize that the power that is accessible to us through God, yeah. through his love, causes us to be victorious. Yeah. yeah. The reason why a lot of people live in defeat is because they lack the process. They lack their trust in God. They lack belief. They lack a prayer life. Some have disqualified themselves because of self-infliction. And others because they failed to follow the rules and regulations that God had put in his body. Can end up defeated too. Because we become victims of our own circumstances. And not accepting God's word is true. And then we wait until we feel it's the right time to accept the Lord as our Savior. There is no right time like right now. We know that Jesus is soon to return. We are indebted to him. So I won't keep you too long. I told you that we have victory by default. When you look at it, we defaulted. We defaulted on the law. But what made us victorious when his darling son, Jesus Christ, one Friday morning, on Calvary Hill, on an old rugged cross, they nailed his hands, ribbing his feet, lifting him up, and he began to draw all men unto him. He drew me, and he drew you. And then we found out that we had the victory. But that ain't the end of the story. We found out that they laid him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed there all night Friday night. He stayed there Saturday morning. He stayed there Saturday evening. And sometime between Saturday night and Sunday morning. He got up. Did he get up?
right on time. And when I know he paid my default, I can thank him and realize that I am victorious. We are victorious in Christ. We have overcome the world. But greater than us than he that's in the world. He's much greater. He's great and greater and the greatest that can be in us. And you know how people realize he's in us? By the way we walk. I'm not talking about just putting one step in front of the other. I'm talking about your lifestyle. Walking is a lifestyle. Now you can tell how some folk walk. When they walk with a limp, you know that either they had a medical condition or they've been through something. But when you walking the way God wants us to walk, people realize the way you praise him. Will I realize the way we trust him and realize the way we treat him? Because he is our father. He's been good. He's been, been mighty good, too. I'm wore out, I can't do no more. God has been good to us. And he wants us to know that we have victory by default because of what he did for us. So may God bless you and keep you is our prayer.